What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're here with Chopping It Up with Buck. We're at the Vintage Whiskey and Cigar Bar. I got my man Jay Walker. Former college all Hall of Famer. He, he's always telling me how good he was at Howard. <laughs> former NFL quarterback, and I also have Andre Ware from right down in my hometown of Houston, Texas. Former U of H Cougar, played in the league for a number of years. We all now work for ESPN, so I had to get on these quarterbacks because I'm always talking ball. But these guys know a little ball. How you doing today? <laughs> good, good, man. Glad to be here with two of my favorites at, uh, at ESPN, and we've been around. Longer than a lot of them. Never no, sure managed to, to, to hang around and uh, and do some good things. We, but we glad became, to be here with you guys. We became OGs. Like, no, no, no. Now you like my OG. I'm one of the OGs. Like, oh, man. You guys, I mean, that's the thing. You know, usually when I do chopping it up, we just go one-on-one. But I thought this was nice to talk about the quarterback position because – you guys have seen the evolution of the quarterback position when you guys played it. Yeah. Now you call it. And, and it's interesting when I watch the young cats because they don't always know the history. We were talking a little bit earlier about working out with the Oilers and seeing Warren yeah. Moon. But even the guys before that, Doug Williams, you know, Shaq yeah. Harris, all the guys that you know well. Tell us about your experience growing up and playing the quarterback position. Well, I mean, I think, you know, for me it was – there were guys like Andre came out ahead of me. So I remember yeah. having a college coach say, man, you can be like Andre Ware. Yeah. Prior to that, it was you could be like Doug Williams. You could be like growing up in L.A., Vince Evans yeah. with USC. Warren Moon, one of the godfathers, yeah. Randall Cunningham. So those were those guys. But, you know, I really didn't get it at the time because, yeah. you know, it was like I was just competing with the time I knew. I was like, okay, all I knew was there was a white guy out there. I had to be yeah. twice as good. Mm-hmm. And this is in 1988, 89. Yeah, yeah. You know, local schools wouldn't even look at me because of the color of my skin. Yeah. I couldn't well, see. Even I knew about Fish from Paul Richardson, who Pebo. I played with at UCLA. Pebo, Pebo. His son now is playing, but Pebo was telling us about Jay. I was like, who's this Jay Walker? Yeah, yeah. Jay so slinging it around. Oh, around. Yeah. yeah, so it was, you know, it was that evolution. And now, you know, I, I'm glad. The quarterbacks today have it a lot easier than we ever did. We yeah. ever did. But it's guys that laid down that foundation. We tried to carry it. And it's a different generation. You can't blame the times change. You know, yeah. my dad used to talk about having to walk 12 miles to go to school. I never had to do that. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah. it evolves that way. So well, Jay, what, what about you? Yeah, you, you look at it, and, and it's just one of those things where, as I could echo what Jay was saying, when you're in it and you're competing, uh, I think at the time that I was at Houston, I was the only African-American quarterback on the, on the roster yeah, when yeah. I got there. And so you're competing, and – I'm just trying to win the job. I didn't really think about it from the standpoint of being the only brother. I was just trying to win the job. And 
And later on, later in my college career, you win a Heisman, they tell you, hey, you're the first black quarterback to win the Heisman. <laughs> I don't know that it settled in then, yeah. but it certainly <laughs> does now. And I know the significance of it. And you start, as Jay mentioned, you start looking around the league and around college football. You hope you had a little bit to do with opening the door for somebody else to kind of step through and made it their path a little bit easier than yours. Follow up on that. I mean, I counted the numbers. When I got to the NFL, there were six black quarterbacks in the whole league. The only yeah. backups six. and everything. Backups, yeah. and, we knew, and we all knew each other. Yeah. And who yeah, they well, were. that's an interesting story. How many times were you told when you played Pop Warner or high school ball or even college that you should change your position? That's a big thing. I got ready to go off to college and thought I'd found a school in going to Houston that was going to give me the opportunity to play quarterback. Well, they were. But I remember working out in the summer back in my high school and not one of the coaches that were that was on the varsity, but one I played for in, in uh, as a freshman who asked me if I was ready to switch positions when I got to college. Oh, wow. And they knew how passionate I was about playing quarterback, how I, how I strategically went about visiting schools and choosing the school that I was going to go to because I would just want the opportunity to play quarterback. And he hit me with that one one day. And I've always said it during interviews, but I never called his name. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he knew who I was talking yeah. about. And, and those are the things, the micro things that happen that we remember. Mm -hmm. You know, you remember a teacher that tells you, hey, you use it as fuel. You use it as fuel. What about you, Jay? Uh, uh, school I dreamt of going to, University of Washington. Mm -hmm. You know, Kaboom went yeah. there, we from the same part of LA, and uh, they told me I was going to be a better linebacker than my cousin was. And I never even played defense yeah. at all. Never played defense. They said, you'll be a better linebacker because, you know, my size. And I, I cried and cried and just, you know, it was motivation. It was motivation. Same, similar situation. I grew up wanting to go to Texas because of Donnie Little. Oh, yeah. He was the first African-American quarterback to play at the University of Texas and went to my high school. So my whole plan was to follow in his yeah. footsteps. Uh, Texas came in. My high school coach called me and he says, hey, what position you want to play in college? I'm like, you know, I want to play quarterback. Yeah. He says, well, the next time that guy from Texas comes in, Ask him what he wants you to play. Defensive back. Never backpedaled in my life. I think I know who was recruiting you because they recruited me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say names, but I've said it before. <laughs> but I know who you're talking about. You know, guys, when you think about that, when you get to college and then you have to compete, that's a whole nother situation. Jay, you were fortunate to go to HBCU like Howard. With, but still, you have to figure out a way to get to that starting position. What was that like for both of you guys as you got to college? Man, you know, for me, I always knew, and my confidence, you know, they say quarterback's a confident position, right? And, and the one thing, you have confidence in different ways. One thing I always thought, because my baseball background, was I've never seen anybody in my life throw a football better than me. So that was my comp. So I was like, when it comes to competing, hey, if somebody would have been there and outthrown me, they might have took my heart. Yeah. But I was like, I can throw better than anybody. You know, I didn't meet anybody I thought could throw the ball as well as me until I became a pro. Mm -hmm. And so that was a conversation. I'll just let the throwing go. And once I learned the mental aspect of the game, I thought I'd be all right. Yeah, baseball background as well. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, I use tennis to help develop my arm strength, mm -hmm. which is a, uh, tell a lot of young kids these days that it's the same throwing motion. I've served a lot, a lot of backhand, so it, it basically builds all the muscles. Uh, to throw, I do it with my son now as as a baseball pitcher. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> going there and competing, uh, I just felt like I had to be twice as good as as everybody else if I was going to get the shot. Knowing I was the only African American kid on the on the on yeah. the uh, on the team at that position, I don't know about Jay, but 
when I'm competing with you, we're not friends. And, and if, if somehow I didn't win, you know, win the job, then we probably still weren't friends till I started playing or overtake you at some point. But I, I looked at anything I could to to mo- motivate myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used it. And if we were, I mean, it's checkers, whatever it is, we'll be friends when the game's over, but not while we're competing <laughs> against each other. Yeah, and I, I think we all know how to compete. And but that's the one thing. What what? Who was a coach or influential influential person that you kept going to when you needed that? Hey, you know, you got knocked down here, or things didn't work out for you there. Who were those guys that were influential to both of them? Well, I think back then, because we were working out, we're in the same city, and I looked up to him. First guy to sign, I think, a million dollar contract to play the position, it was Warren. Yeah. And yeah. he just, hey, how do you handle this? How you handle? And he was such a uh, a sounding board mm-hmm. that he, he's been he like was, the he, godfather. He, of the he is, and he's easy to approach. Now, yeah. Uh, always has been. We we actually run a foundation together now where we give back to kids that grew up like we did from yeah. single parent yeah. homes, and and so we've had a lot of success doing that the last couple of years, the last three years or so. But he was kind of the the guy I would go to when you feel yourself getting frustrated or. You needed somebody to just bounce some ideas off. He always had the right answers. Yeah, yeah. he was—he's was a pro's pro. Warren Moon. I can yeah. say Moonshine as well, but uh, now James Shaq Harris. So Shaq and my father grew up together in Louisiana, and so okay. when, when he was out there playing for the Rams, I always knew who Shaq was. And so he was—he was big in my life in terms of telling me you got to compete twice as hard. I hadn't heard that phrase until yeah. I heard it when I was like sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. so I was like, yeah. "What are you talking about?" Man? Twice <laughs> yeah. So I, I would do that. He'd take me to community colleges when I was in junior high and high school to get ready for the speed of the game. So I owe a lot to Shaq Harris. Yeah, James Shaq awesome. Harris. Well, when you think about it, guys, and I, I love Shaq Harris. I can remember him when I was getting drafted. He was a scout. He's been mm-hmm. around the game for a long yeah. time. When you made that transition from college to pros, I know walking into the first locker room, I'm like, okay, I got to compete. I'm in the New Orleans Saints locker room with Ricky Jackson, Sam Mills. You know, I got, I know I'm going to have to compete every day. What was that like for both of you guys as you step into that NFL locker room? From- I mean, that's probably the tough part. Speed of the game is real. I went out to, to many, uh, many camp, rookie camp we had, yeah. and I was kind of torturing him in rookie camp. I was torturing him. Yeah. I think Parcells was like, I got to see how good this guy is. So he called in some of the backups that were on the team before. And I remember throwing an out route. This is a five-yard out route. We've hit that pass many times before. And I threw it, and I was like, why is the DB jumping on the pass? And he just missed. And I was like, if I didn't throw a perfect ball, it was pick six. So I said, oh, these dudes is fast. You got to make sure yeah. throws. And, you know, just had that, that, that confidence. So I think a lot of times the hardest part about my rookie year was I was coming from being the, the player of the year, one yeah. double A player of the year, black college player of the year. And then everybody but me knows I got to sit the bench. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I was like, nah, I'm going at it. And then, but the reality of the business was, I was gonna sit the bench. Yeah. Period. Till somebody got hurt. It's hard so to swallow. That's a hard to swallow. Yeah. yeah. Coming from the same circumstances. <laughs> <high. laughs> and I'm getting urged by the offensive coordinator. And, and you think it's a perfect hold out? He's telling. Right. He's telling me to hold out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's telling me to hold out because you know this offense because they were running the run and shoot in Detroit. Yeah. Needless to say, he was setting me up the whole time because. They weren't planning on playing me as a rookie. Mm. And you go in there. Matter of fact, the first game of the regular season, I walk in the locker room thinking, hey, I'm getting ready to suit <laughs> up. There's no uniform <laughs> I'm like, equipment manager telling me, hey, you're down this week. What the hell does down mean? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what down yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, where I'm from, you're on a team, you you suit up. I had no idea what that meant. I was deactivated the first week of of, uh, of my rookie year. But you go in and you just start to uh, to compete. And all that's that's all really you ask for is the level playing field. Yeah. Go in and compete and just let the let the chips fall as they may. I don't know that that really happened for me. Uh, in my years in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's an interesting thing because I know a lot of guys that were in Detroit mm-hmm. and they've said the same thing. But as you look at it, how did you guys both make the transition? Played in the NFL, and we all know no one plays as long as they want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no you matter if you play 20 exactly years, right. if you play 10 years, if you play two years. But what made you say, I want to go and call games and work on that crowd because that's not an easy thing to transition to, as we all know. Well, I'll let a guy remain nameless, but I had taken my car on a Saturday to have his service. And I was watching an Oklahoma State game, and a guy was calling the game. And I'm sitting there, and I just left my office to do it. I had a whole totally different uh, secondary career, so to speak doing uh, writing apps and programs through Lotus Notes and mm-hmm. uh, just really successful in what we were doing. And when I saw it, I was like, I can do that. Yeah. And uh, because of his lack of engaging into the game, I yeah. knew that was something I could do. Got back to my office and I started making phone calls mm-hmm. and trying to put myself in a position to do exactly what it is that I'm doing today. And 20 years later, knock on wood, I'm, I'm still going and still rolling at it. Yeah. What about you, Jay? I mean, there's no roadmap for how you get into this yeah. business. Yeah. You know, you got to know some people and yeah. take advantage of the opportunity. I, mine almost was a humbug. I, um, I, I, Howard Homecoming. Yeah. And they said, oh, it's Howard Homecoming. You're going to be in town doing an off week. I said, sure. You know, I tried. So I went out there and was a sideline reporter. And like, oh, I know this at like the back of my hand, but I didn't study. And I tell you, I was terrible. <laughs> I was terrible. I mean, I was so bad, yeah. I was embarrassed. Yeah. I thought, you know, I was doing a good job. And then I went and watched it, and I said, oh, my goodness. But when my coach called me and said, you know what? My wife saw something there. She said, you know what? You got a presence there. There may be something there if you work at it. So I went to ask the guy, like, I called him up and said, I'm sorry about my performance. I will study. I'll have it bound. Next year, give me another shot. Mm-hmm. Next year, give me another shot. He was like, I don't know, Jay. <laughs> I mean, this is a Howard game. Yeah. Tell, I was that big. said, I don't know. And then the next year I came and did it, and I prepared for it. I studied. And then he said, I've never seen anybody improve so much from one year to the yeah. next year. Yeah. Keep working at that. And you, well, you that's, the, that's the thing about it. We all know that. <clears throat> How many guys have we seen in our time in this business together that come in, you, you get in the door based on name recognition? You mm-hmm. But if you study, you stay. Yeah. How many have we seen that didn't study and try to just do it on what they knew? And the next year, even one year in, they're not back. Yeah. So yeah. that's the, the, the I guess the great equalizer, or whatever it is you want to you want to call it, is just being prepared like anything else that you've ever done. It's like when we play football. You yeah. go out and have your best games when you prepare the best. Well, this is no different. You've got to prepare. And it's not like I think you know, and you know this too, Buck. You can step in. It's like. When, when you're good at your job and you study, you make it look a whole lot easier than yeah. it is. Yeah. And when yeah. other athletes get there, like, how did you do that? I can't take yeah. somebody talking in my ear. I can't say, did you study? Did you prepare? Like, I know the game plan almost like I'm playing. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. that's what it is. So I think it's a compliment when the longevity we've had. Because yeah. I've had many people say, I tried to do it and I... You know, I couldn't handle. It. Yep. Yeah. One year in, and they're looking for the. <laughs> yeah. Who have been your mentors 
in the, the broadcasting industry. I mean, just like you, like all of us have had people mm-hmm. that have kind of helped us along the way. Um, I can remember when I first started, Doc Walker. Yeah. A former Doc UCLA, you know, UCLA guy, yeah. Terry Donahue said, hey, you need to talk to Doc Walker. I think, you know, you guys are similar. Y'all like to talk. But he also said, you know, I want to set you up with Coach Vermeil because Dick Vermeil was doing it. So I got yeah. my boards from Dick. And I just started. So did I. Yeah, I just started talking. So to did him. I. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Dick Vermeil had this big old board, Jay, and I got it at home. Yeah, and I used to use that consistently. We, we were talking about it today in the seminar about handwriting yeah. our own boards, right? That's who I got the uh, the board from to start handwriting was Dick Vermeil. He sent it to me, started handwriting on it, and uh, got a bunch of boards printed out. Yeah, still have them. So, guys, as you as you guys were talking about mentors, what have you seen with the game and who are who are some of the kids that reach out to you i mean i i know dre i was watching the game where you were calling um you know the kid from ucla who had an opportunity to play and you were talking about him and i'm watching the game watching him watching you and jay i know who are some of these young guys that come and kind of seek counsel as well for me, I kind of it's a natural bond because I cover more HBCU sports than anybody. So all the guys yeah. going to the next level from HBCUs, like we're a small fraternity. So in recent years, it's been Tariq Cohen who played North Carolina A and T, Darius Shaq Leonard, you know, who everybody's mm-hmm. proud of him. South Carolina State also NFL Rookie of the Year. Uh, those guys, Jacoby Durant, who just got drafted. So I make it a point to like every one of those guys. They have my phone number. They can reach out to me. They call me. We talk, I ask for favors from them, they'll do it. They're good guys. So I think that's been my community in terms of mentorship. Yeah, it's it's for me, it's more of the same. More guys that have gone to the University of Houston, yep. uh, getting ready or preparing themselves. I speak with the captains every year, every year before the season starts and we try to I try to keep in touch and just check in on them. You know, they may an injury or something like that that mm-hmm that happens during the course of a year that, you know, you can't help it. It happens. But you want to check in and make sure that, that uh, they're doing well and they are on they stay on the right track. Yeah, that was Chase Griffin I was thinking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were calling the game when he got opportunity to play. Who are a couple of the young quarterbacks in the NFL that you kind of watch? I know you call Texans games. You keep in yeah. touch with the NFL yeah. game. I do as well. Who are a couple of the guys that you see that have that, that capability, that I, next level? I mean, it's uh, – in terms of guys I like to watch, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. I like to watch, like I'm still a Rodgers guy, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he, to me, he's still hanging like, at yeah, 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 yeah. And Mahomes does some special stuff, <laughs> but that's not, but I think, you know, for me, purely like playing the position at the highest level, like I just, I like to see what Rodgers does next. That's, that's my guy. Yeah. I keep an eye on what Lamar Jackson Lamar, does yeah, every man. single week. See, I couldn't run like that. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Freakishly talented, yeah. both throwing and running. The yeah. first guy I saw, and when you're outside and you're throwing a ball, you you could you could get a ball to whistle when the wind's blowing. He was the first guy I saw. I covered his pro day that they were inside in the bubble and the ball was whistling. Ooh, no wind, and that's when you know it's tight yes. and it's coming. And then you mix that with his ability to pull it down. Yeah. That's who that's who I would pay money to go see if I was if I had to go pay to watch a game. I want to see a caliber you, guy like you that. know else. You know what else? It's, it's cold blooded because when you talk about his pro day, it made me think about it. And I don't know how he does it, but Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah he I is. mean, he normally you know just that's, a winner too. That's quarterbacks are the kind of men. We got those guns. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about a smaller dude having a gun like yeah. that. 
He got a gun. We all play multiple sports. All the guys you guys are talking right. about play multiple sports. Why do coaches force kids to only play one sport and not let them play at least a couple to get those skills? I think it's more, I think that happens on the youth level. Mm-hmm. And so you're dealing with uh, guys that didn't play multiple sports and they think you have to specialize at an early age. Now, I make sure that my son's playing more than one because I don't want to burn him out in one. Mm-hmm. And I want him to get the benefit of hand and eye coordination from playing one speed from the other, mm-hmm. you know, different attributes that, that fit whatever sport that he wants to uh, that he wants to engage in. So you go from there. Hey, man. So I, I told him, I'm, I'm here doing a podcast at your spot, Vintage, and we on the air right now, and I said, oh, Deuce is big-timing me now. He don't want to pick up, but at least you called back. I said, the Bison going to call back. Man, how you doing, man? Say what up to Arbuckle and Andre Ware. What's up, Antoine? What's going on, man? <laughs> Uh, hey, oh, I know retirement treat you good. I'll call you when we finish this up, man. All right, Bison. That's Bison, man. <laughs> See, you guys, can you call him Bison at your, uh, from Howard? Yeah, you call him Cougar. You call him everybody's Cougar. Okay, okay. Well, it's funny you say that. As we have sons and they grow up. Who else? I mean, you guys have coached other kids. You coach your, your own kids. But what is it about coaching that you have taken from what you learned to help those kids that you now coach, mentor, and develop? I just try to do it through life skills and then use examples of coaches that I've, I've worked with or played for. Uh, my high school coach, he, he, everything was about what the game would teach you so that you can transition right. into life, life and be better, be a better citizen and yeah. be, give yourself a chance. And so any young man that I'm working with, his parents know that I've got his best interest. When, they, when they're with me, they're mine. And I love them and I coach them hard and I put my arm around them. But they know that they're going to give me, we're going to put the work in to get, to get better. And so that's the one thing that I learned from my high school coach. It does not take talent to play hard. And so if you just play hard, you're going to make plays. But if you don't give me the effort and you don't know what we're doing, it's going to be tough for you to play for me. That's just that's, – and that's, that's the day one speech. That is. That is. Yeah. You know, I, I, I never I, – I don't have the patience to coach. Yeah. I always knew that. I don't have the patience to coach. So I'm kind of a – but all my kids are athletes, and so I'm saying the same thing. I just want you to work hard. If I'm going to take time out of my day to get you to practice from four to six, them two hours, leave it all on tape. That's yeah, right, exactly. And then afterwards, I go back to daddy duty. So, but I, I could, I never had the patience of it. I respect the profession. I took so some much. advice from him with my own son, uh, from <laughs> him dealing with him. Exactly, because his son's older than mine. But he said, two minutes in the car. Yep. After practice is over, after a game, you get two, two minutes. minutes. To, you got to listen to me for two minutes. Once the two minutes is up, I back, back, to daddy. Being dad, yeah. back to being daddy. And that's worked out, man. That's it's, okay. It's really <laughs> One of the things, too, people always ask me, what do you most miss the most about football? Sundays. Sundays and Tuesdays, we get paid. <laughs> Tuesdays especially. Tuesdays especially on Tuesdays. Man. The locker room is the one thing that I think. Nothing I think like the it, payment man. is great. Yeah, yeah it's nothing locker, like a locker room. But one thing you got that's unique with having you know me and Dre here, like as quarterbacks, there were time I was jealous of other people in the locker room because they could go out and do things we couldn't. Oh yeah. hell yeah! You know, yeah. Bill Parcells told me 
hey, you're late once as my quarterback, I will cut you. Yeah. He's yeah. like, the rest of the guys, they can do that. So I was like, what? So yeah. I was always the type of, you know, we had to be leaders. We got to be the CEOs when sometimes. Same I, example. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being a worker bee every now and then. But but uh, I would say, you know, but the locker room, some of those relationships you make, I, I wouldn't trade those in at all. But, you know, it's a business. It's some of the business. stories, just some having fun, oh, cutting up in the locker room, whether it's before practice, after practice, yeah. you know, that's what you miss about yeah. the game when it's yeah. when it's all said and done. You don't get those back. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. great memories, but you can't relive that any no. in no. any other facet of life. I, I, I wouldn't mind having one more round in the locker room with John Randall. <laughs> with John Randall, we both were wrestling. He was crazy, man. yeah, man. We were wrestling man. with each other. I'd be like, I'm the million dollar man, and you Virgil. And he's like, I got a million dollars. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> we go at it. Uh, some of those guys, Corey Stringer was one, probably my favorite yeah. team. Big was a good guy. So got some great sticks. Go to Humidor. The drinks are good. Giannis will take care of you. Everybody here has been outstanding, and I'm glad to have Jay Walker, Andre Ware. We're down to the two-minute drill now. These guys love this. Because I know I'm going to catch a pass. Easy, though. I don't ask any real hard questions, but uh, I'm going to ask you a couple, and I want to hear your, hear your opinion on this. So Megan Thee Stallion or Beyonce? Ooh. <laughs> what mood am I in? <laughs> Ooh, man, that's that's a tough one there. He did say he was coming hard, didn't he? Megan. Say Megan, Megan uh, I mean, okay. I'm, I'm six four, man. I'm six four, six four, four, you know. I'm, 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 I'm a little pretty boy. Like, she's five, she's five, five seven now. Yeah, she's yeah, but hold on. I don't want to take Jay off, so I may go Megan and Stallion. I like the Stallion, boy, no doubt. What's in the uh, Spotify or Apple Music? What you listen to now? What is <laughs> going on what you're listening to right now. I'm all over the place when it comes to jazz yeah. I mean right now contemporary yeah. jazz anything uh, uh, yeah. pretty much anything. Najee is my favorite uh, Kirk Whalem from Houston Kirk Whalem Paul Hardcastle oh, yeah. is, is more uh, real contemporary and I've listened to it while I'm playing golf okay so we're in the golf cart together I got the speaker yeah. that mounts and that's, that's just me it yeah. keeps me mellow <laughs> I got a Kendrick Lamar and, and Dr. Dre. All right. Don't go wrong. Going back that. West Coast. Go. Go. Kendrick Lamar Dre. And I just downloaded the. G-Funk era. Yeah. I just downloaded the DJ Quick's greatest hits. Y'all are oh, probably. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> who he's talking about. DJ Quick, bro. He's a young one. So we got down to it. We're getting. We're marching down the field. You guys are doing well. Two-minute drill. Y'all understand. We're getting close. But you got to find that tight end on the corner route. So this question tells you if you got a corner, you got a guy coming up the smash concept. Mm-hmm. Do you look for the deep guy first, or you go down underneath first? I'm just reading the down. <laughs> I'm reading the corner. If he doesn't drop off, I'm done. If he drops off, I'm dumping it. If he down. takes takes the upright, I'm gonna find the guy going on the corner. Two, two, two minute drill down a distance. Okay. If I'm trying to keep the drive alive, okay. Yeah. But so every now and then you got to bait him and have that cornerback stay close, make him think you're taking the hit, yeah, and then I'm gonna stick that thing in seven route. Oh, I love it. <laughs> But you see, I want that seven. You want that seven. <laughs> We're down. We're moving down. What what you watching now? What you streaming? What's what's the stream? Yellowstone. Oh, which man. which he turned me on. Yellowstone is is uh, I can't wait till it's coming Binge back. Watch it. Who's <laughs> the best character in there? Oh, Rip. Rip is Rip. 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 Rip.
the daughter. I can't remember oh, her name. Best, man, that best, best something else. Man. You're the, the trailer park, trailer home. I'm the tornado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. something else, man. Yeah. Kevin Costner's bad. He played with And what is the other one, the, the uh, spinoff of that? 1892. That's a good show. You know, they, got, they got one coming up again, uh, 1932. Yeah, they got yeah, all the yeah. That's good TV. So we're marching down. We're in the red zone now. You got to throw it to your tight end. So when you get in this situation, do you want 12 personnel or do you want to go uh, 10 and spread everything out? I know you run a shoot guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, give me heavy. I go heavy. Go heavy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a guy. But my senior year, my fullback scored 20 touchdowns. Oh, wow. I threw really? the ball 90 yards down the field. He get the last five. <laughs> That's who I am. Bring it up. Yeah, I, I just believe in, in uh, whatever got me there, I'm going to stay in. Gotcha. Yeah. So if we're marching down the field in four wides in that formation, we get down there. I, mm-hmm. Hey, keep them spread yeah. out. Yeah. It's yeah. easier to run the football. It's easier to pass, protect, but because it's essentially man on man up front. Andre will put you in the slot, though. Andre will go shotgun on the one-yard line, whether it's negative no, or positive. No, 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 no. I can't stand shots. I never took a shotgun snap until I was in the league. One thing, too, if you could have dinner with one family member that's gone, who would who would that be? My pops. Yeah, 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 my mom. Yeah. Yeah. He saw a lot, and I think you know when Dre was going mm-hmm. through with his mom, whatever. I was like, hey, yeah. look at what she got to see you accomplish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got to remind myself all the time. My dad, he was forty-seven when he had me, okay. so he was older. So he saw, but he never got to see the, the father I became. So I wish I yeah, had. Yeah, he, he, he kind of hit on a nerve there. My mom got to see a lot of him. My dad didn't because my dad passed when I when he was thirty-one. I was six. Okay, and so. Okay. Um, I'd love to have had him at my games, yeah, been able yeah, to, to yeah. kind of bend his ear when it was over, when games are over, and just from a father standpoint of you kind of doing this thing on the fly. Yeah, uh, have him around to ask him, bend his ear a little bit on, hey, you know, what'd you do with me in, in this yeah, situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can pass that down to uh, to my son, and then have my son have a relationship with his grandfather as well. That would that would be pretty. My sweet. grandparents, of course. But my mom's mom died before when she was 13, so I never got to meet her. Wow. But I heard great stories about yeah. her. I'd love to be able to sit down because she looks like all of my mom's yeah. sisters. And her what son. is it about, like, grandmothers, man? Yeah. Especially <laughs> in the black communities because they're so strong-willed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They hold families together. Yeah. My, I had the same relationship yeah. with my grandmother. Yeah. We would go fishing, and, that, and I was told, you got an old soul. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I picked it up from her. Oh yeah, doing a lot of fishing and just talking while we're sitting on a pond somewhere. Yeah, well, you know the beautiful thing is my dad's mom showed me where my grandmother, my mom's mom, was buried. So I'd go ride my bike out there when I was in Beaumont, just wow. sit there and talk to her. Yeah, sit there and talk. Well, we scored on that one. Man. We scored on that <laughs> no one. No doubt. Up. That's great. Yeah. Good to have my Jay man. Walker from HU. You know, Andre Ware from University of Houston. Cool. Yeah, it's been great to have you guys, man. I appreciate it. We are again at the Vintage Whiskey and Cigar Bar. Had a great time, Giannis. Thank you. Thank you for the sticks. Yeah. Thank you for everything. That was our episode of Chopping It Up with Buck. Quarterback edition. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.